From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the impact two words, I'm fine, have on your marriage and your intimacy. And as we start this episode of the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, I want you to think about this quote that says, sometimes all you do is smile, move on with your day, hold back the tears, and pretend everything's okay. And I just want to add to the end of that, that's usually when you're saying I'm fine. And that's really what we're going to be digging into on this show, uh, what those, the impact of those two words on your marriage. But before we get there, each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show, we start it with a hug, which is an opportunity for you to, to write in or call in on the hug hotline and share how the One Extraordinary Marriage show has impacted your marriage. And this week's hug is sponsored by He Zigs, She Zags. Get your communication on the same path. And you can check that out at hezigsshezags.com. Remember how you felt when you first met your spouse, how close you were, like you were soulmates? Now imagine having that same level of connection and intimacy for the life of your marriage. To become one of those couples that celebrates their 25th, 30th, or even 50th wedding anniversary, all while still being completely in love with each other. You can have that. It's a matter of gaining new tools in one area of your marriage, your communication. He zigs, she zags is going to help you stop feeling angry and frustrated with your spouse. Restore the honesty, openness, and transparency with one another so you can live together with love and trust. So check it out now at he zigs, she zags.com. And this hug came via email and it said, thank you for taking on the journey of one extraordinary marriage sharing your stories so candidly with your followers and creating a community where couples can feel comfortable to discuss vulnerabilities and openly communicate both as individuals and couples. My husband, I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now. At first I started on podcast number one on the website and was listening to a few a day. I couldn't get enough. It was as if I were narrating many of the realities my husband and I are currently living. Unmatched sex drives, increasing frustration, dissipating communication, and maybe the hardest of them all, trouble finding our place as new parents, mm. balancing our commitments and love for our child, jobs, household, and everything else. The one podcast made the one podcast made me feel normal for the first time in a long time. The podcast put the issues facing mm. our marriage into perspective. While we are unique, the challenges in front of us were the ones that many couples have faced before. We could too. Right. It became clear I was never going to catch up from one to 300. Give yourself time. We have a lot of people that have taken on that, yep. that adventure. My husband and I decided to pick one podcast a week, listen to it independently, and use it as a starting place for us to have a dedicated time to talk, connect, and bring up different aspects of our relationship. Right on. Thank you again for all the efforts you've put into your podcast. Your activity on Facebook, um, this is somebody that actually came to us via the Oils and Intimacy group, and we're going to put a link to that in the show notes for those of you that are curious. Um, and you can join the group at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash oils and intimacy. She goes on to say, your insights, experience, and suggestions have given us reassurance that we are not alone and that with the right attitudes, commitment to each other, and a little help, we can connect stronger than ever. Pretty exciting, you guys. New parents, that. and they're making time to make their marriage a priority. Mm -hmm. So much of what we're talking about. And um, this couple is actually, you know, I, I've actually started coaching with them. 
Oh, nice. And, you know, where they're at and the change and the willingness that they have in their marriage to really take it to the next level and to work through their stuff. So amazing. Nice. So amazing. It's really, it. you know, it's always fun to to get an email and then start working with someone and just see the growth that they're already starting to experience um, just as they make that commitment and get intentional right. about their marriage. And, you know, as we jump in today's show, you know, Tony mentioned on the onset that we're talking about that phrase, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, and we're recording this show. The first time that you all will hear it will be December of 2016. And so, you know, the reality is, is that it's a busy time of year. Right. Right. Between, you know, your job, end of the year stuff with your job, family events, kid events, volunteering, Christmas parties. There's a lot going on and it's not uncommon for both men and women to feel overwhelmed and just pulled in so many different directions. Oh, totally. We've got it ourselves. You know, where we're at like, okay, what's going on? And and we're having to like even check in on a daily basis because the calendar seems like it's in a perpetual state of of flux. Right. And then, you know, all of this is going on and then your spouse just looks at you and, and asks you, you know, what seems like a pretty innocent question. Hey, what's wrong with you? Or, you know, maybe it's even not even going to the what's wrong with you, but how are you doing today? And in that moment, because you're, you're literally uh, mentally just juggling every single thing. Like I've got to do this with the website and Mm -hmm. I've got to do this with the bills. And you know, this kid hasn't stopped crying for what seems like four days and, and all this kind of stuff. You're just, and I would even say at this time of year, you know, setting up, you know, holiday, you know, gifts to presents or gifts and presents are the same, but you know, holiday decorations, lights, you know, just the onslaught of that extra, that typically mm-hmm. comes on with this time of year, you know, that, that just like, how are you doing can throw you for a loop because everything's at the tipping point. Right. Right. Cause you feel like one more thing is literally just going to send fry you off your, the edge. yeah, fry your circuits, send you off the edge. And so, so you hide your true answer inside and you just look at your spouse and you're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And you know, I have to tell you, I mean, I've used this phrase. I'm, I'm 42 years old. I've used this phrase probably, you know, since I was six or seven, right? We learned it at a pretty early age. But I actually looked up the definition of the word fine because it's one of those words kind of like good. Like, what does it really mean in the dictionary? And the definition is uh, that it is satisfactory or please, in a satisfactory or pleasing manner very well, right? Which sounds super positive. Right, it's a satisfactory or pleasing manner. Things you know very well. The problem is that you and I have corrupted the meaning of this in our day-to-day conversation, right? Because so often, when you know you tell someone, especially your spouse, "I'm fine," it's usually a code word for saying I feel broken in some area or areas of my life, and I don't know how to tell you. And what comes to my mind when I when I hear that and you say it, I think of our show that we did uh, on time. Uh, on tone and timing, mm, yeah, you know, because I'm fine could honestly have that satisfactory or pleasing manner very well. You know, like Lisa said, the, the dictionary meaning of it, unfortunately, more times than not, it's all about the tone and the timing of that word that then sends your spouse off into, you know, a place of like, is that all you're going to give me? Mm-hmm. Is, are you even listening to me? Mm-hmm. Why are you shutting down on me? And then that's where that real frustration becomes and begins between the two of you. Because I will tell you, this is a word, like Elisa said, she has used before. 
And I'm not kidding. In the past, when she would use that word, I would seriously just go off my rocker. Because it to me, it was a word that was just shutting me out of her world. And again, tone and timing has a huge impact on that. And I'm, I'm going to put a link to that show in our show notes so people can go back to that one. Awesome. And, you know, as Tony's talking about this, and, you know, I had just said a few minutes ago that it's usually a code word for feeling broken. I, I you know, I was Google, you know, because we go to Google for everything, right, in this day and age. And so I Googled images for the word fine. And this one image came up and it had the letters F-I-N-E just written down the page. And then next to it, for, next to the F, it said freaked out. Next to the I, it said insecure. Next to the N, nervous. Next to the E, emotional. And I think for a lot of us, given that, you know, sometimes you really are just fine. Sometimes you just feel like everything in life is satisfactory. But I think more often than not, you're either freaked out, insecure, nervous, or emotional. And it's easier to not say that to your spouse because you've got so much other stuff going on. So you just say, I'm fine. Right. Instead of saying, you know what, we need to get to the heart of the matter. And and the truth of the matter is, is that I'm fine when you're using it like that. It's an avoidance strategy. Right. Right. It's a deflection. Uh, When it boils down to it, I'm fine is a lie that you are telling both yourself and your spouse because it's not true. You're not fine. You're dealing with something. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, the circumstances are not such that you're actually going to be truthful and vulnerable in your marriage. Well, I, I just looked down that list, you know, the F freaked out, I insecure and nervous, E emotional. And I just look at that and I go, Hmm, you know, that I'm, you know, that word comes out. And so are you, are you freaking out about something that you don't want to tell your spouse? Mm-hmm. Are you insecure about yourself in an area that you haven't sh- shared with your spouse? Are you nervous about something? Right? I mean, it could be, uh, what's happening at work. It could be hap- what's happening with a friend of yours. I mean, are you in this nervous state, something with the ch- with one of your children? Um, emotional, you know? I-, I-, I would say, you know, are you hangry? <laughs> you know? Are-, are you at this point where you're just, you're hungry because you've had a long day? Maybe you've been out at the fields. Well, this has happened to us before, you know, getting up break of dawn or somewhere after the sun's rising, getting the kids to the field, time you get to the kids to the field, they practice, they play, blah, 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 blah. And, and then you're just, you're, you're an emotional wreck. And so the, you know, are, are you hungry? You know, can I help? What, what do you need? I'm fine. Oh, okay. So there's that emotional state. There's something happening there. So, <laughs> and it's so funny because doing this interplay right here on the mics and I'm like, oh, you're not fine. Like, and you know, you have that reaction, Mm -hmm. right? When your spouse says, I'm fine, you know, you're like, no, you're not. No, you're not. not." Because then you'll jab at them and be like, no, you're not. I know you're not fine. So what's going on with you? Right. And this is so, this is, this is honest to goodness us. us. We've done this. And then all of a sudden you, you backed your spouse into a corner and they're flipping out now. Because they are emotional. They, they are just freaking out. They're insecure about something. Mm -hmm. And, and then you know what happens. You guys know what happens. World War Three breaks out in your home. Yeah. And you're going, why am I even in this? Place? Why am I even in this marriage anymore? Mm-hmm. You're fine. Well, I'm fine. Forget it. So that's what we're, we're going to talk about the impact, but then what you can do so you don't have to get to that point. Because that phrase, I'm fine. You know, a lot of times we use it, like I said, to, to avoid something 
bigger, mm-hmm. right? We don't want to face it. And, and we think, oh, we're, we're, you know, we're just, we're safeguarding what's going on. We're protecting what's going on. And that phrase, I'm fine, is doing nothing to build up your marriage. It, it's not creating connection between the two of you. It's actually challenging and cre- the, the connection that you have. It's creating more challenges, mm-hmm. right? Because when you say I'm fine, you, it, think of it as like dropping a concrete wall between you and your spouse, right? Mm. They ask you a question. Hey, how are you doing? You respond with I'm fine. And in that moment, a concrete wall drops between the two of you. And one of you checks out, you know, Tony mentioned this, that it would just, you know, be like, well, fine, if you're fine, I'm fine. And I'm just going to like, forget it. Right. And that's the whole not sharing of emotions. That's where the disconnect comes in. Cause that wall is there. And you're like, well, you know, when I can't see you, I can't talk to you. Be on your side of the wall. See if I care. Right. Right. Or the one that hears I- I'm fine is like, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to check out too. Cause I'm not going to tell you how I'm really feeling. I'm fine leads to disconnect because you aren't sharing what's going on with you. You're choosing to deflect for a reason, right? And and that resentment, we did a show. uh, I'm trying to think what was the resentment show that we did? Releasing Uh, resentment. Yes. yes. Releasing resentment. We'll put a link link to that that too. But I'm fine. It leads to resentment between the two of you because you're not Tony just said this a few minutes ago when you say I'm fine you're not allowing this person your spouse into your world because again you've dropped that concrete wall and they don't have the tools to get through it there's no jackhammer on their side because you're the one that dropped the wall right and so you're in this place where it's just like oh my gosh you know how do we get around I'm fine Mm-hmm. Right. Because I will tell you, even after 20 years of marriage, I'm fine, still works its way into our conversation. And I should have said this at the onset, but the fact of the matter is, is that both men and women use the phrase, I'm fine. Oh, yes. Like, I, like, I just want to be really clear. This is not just women who use this phrase. Were, or, were, you, were you thinking it was? Well, some people think that's just, I and mean, I've seen it in like memes and stuff like that, where it's just like, oh, well, that's just something, a, you know, a woman will say, I'm fine. Oh, no. I think, as you guys know, I mean, we've been at this long enough that any stereotypes of those na- of that nature, they go out the door because we, we've heard it plenty from both sexes. Absolutely. And so, you know, we want to share, you know, it's one thing for us to, to tell you all the, you know, I guess, damage, for lack of a better word, that this phrase uses. But we want to share what you can do to minimize the impact of these words on your marriage. But before we do that, here's a quick word from our sponsor. And that's, you know, we talked at the onset that he zigs, she zags is a communication tool. And you know, one of the things that I didn't know until I started looking into this program is that it's estimated that less than 20% of all marriages in the U S are rated as happy and or secure. And that marriage professionals agree on the number one cause of divorce. And that's poor communication. But the fact of the matter is, is that most of us have never been taught communication skills, especially when it comes to our marriage. And it's time to do something about that if you want to save your marriage. Because communication, good, effective communication is the solution uh-huh. that you are looking for. So check out hezigshezags.com to get your communication on the same path. Yeah. So, you know, this phrase, I'm fine. We've talked about the concrete wall that it puts in and and I hope that some of you will actually think about that this week like if you're tempted to say I'm fine and and you know the fact of the matter is is that you may not even be aware that you use this phrase it may be so 
I find this when I'm working with my coaching clients that we start talking about language and they don't even realize the phrases that they are using to impact their marriage, both positively and negatively. So the first thing that you need to do this week is you need to become aware of, of your words, specifically this phrase. Do you use it in conversation? Do you use it to end a conversation? Right. It's a self-check. You know, just it's a just being aware of your words mm-hmm. and what you're saying to your spouse and to yourself. And we've, we've done a, new, a number of podcasts on this because we believe that those words have power. And one of the first things that we have to do is we got to do a self-check. We got to know, are we even using this word? And if so, how many times are we using it? Absolutely. To ourselves and to our spouse. Because here's the thing. Every time that you say it out loud, your spouse hears you. More importantly, you hear yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said a few minutes ago, the fact that I'm fine in most cases is a lie. Because most cases we don't feel satisfactory. We don't feel like we're in a pleasing space. And so you've got to become aware. Are you speaking lies? Are you speaking defensiveness into your marriage? And for those of you that are like, no, that's not me. I don't use that phrase, right? Um, I'm going to challenge you this week to actually ask your spouse, right? Which is going to kind of puts you in a vulnerable position. Very vulnerable. And what I would suggest doing is wrapping this around a state of our marriage conversation, which is a meeting. And we go into this in detail in he zig, she zags. So again, you can go to he zig, she zags.com and, and pick that up. But it, it's a structured marriage conversation around a, one particular topic. So it may for you guys this week, just be, do I say I'm fine? And how does that impact you? Right? right. And when you're in that conversation, remember that you're going into that conversation for the purpose of strengthening your marriage. So if your spouse says to you, oh, heck yeah, <laughs> you use it like, you know, five times a day. That's not something to get angry about. That's something for you to take that information. It's just data. Right. And data has no emotion. You just take that data and say, okay, now I'm aware that I say it a lot. Right. And if I'm aware, then guess what? I can do something about it. Yeah. Knowledge is power. And the whole purpose of the state of our marriage conversation is so that you guys gain knowledge about what's happening within your marriage. And most, and hopefully, like Elisa said, you can take a little step back from where you are emotionally. Mm-hmm. So that way you can get a pulse of where you're at and what's happening. So just like with this word, I'm fine. Can you at least, can you take that step back when your spouse is presenting how many times you're saying it. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to get an awareness of, are you even using this phrase? Mm-hmm. Or now for some of you, it may not be, I'm fine. There may be something else that shuts off conversation. Ask your spouse, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I'm fine. is an easy one because a lot of people use it, but you may have altered that already in your language. And there may be something else like I'm okay. Right. Same deal. I'm pleasant. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. another one. So a variation. All's good. All's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. That's mm-hmm. another one. You know, they're all kind of in that same, that same vein. Exactly. So the second thing that you need to do is be, you need to become aware of when you're most likely to use this phrase, right? Is it at the end of the day when you're just bone tired? I mean, I, I've got a couple of couples that I'm coaching with and due to their schedules right now in this season of life, they're, you know, one or other of the spouse is working, you know, 12, 13 hours a day. And, and so at the end of the day, purely exhausted. Right. 
right? And so they come home and, and the other spouse wants to engage in conversation and they haven't had a chance to decompress. And, and so, you know, the one that's worked all day, not that you have both haven't worked all day, but the one that's worked the really long hours and is coming home and is just exhausted. The default is to go to, I'm fine. Basically leave me alone right now. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, is that when you're likely to do it? Is, in that, in that time too, if, you got to understand what's happening. You may have a spouse who just wants to love on you in that moment mm-hmm. in time. They they see that you've gone out there, that you've done, you know, your job today, male or female. I mean, whatever it is, husband or wife, you know, and when you say that I'm fine, it, it really, for them, it hurts them mm-hmm. because they just want to come up and love on you for a That's little good. bit. That's so, true. so just recognize that as well, because if your spouse is one who just wants to be like, Hey, uh, I know you've had a long day. I'm here to, I'm here to support you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that word may just be pushing them away when all they're trying to do is just love on you. You know, for some of you, it might be at the point where you're transitioning from work life to home life, mm-hmm. right? you you've, you've done the work thing all day long. And I'm not talking like when you're ready to fall in bed, like the first example, but this is like when you walk in the door and you're greeted with kids, kitchen, household chores, everything like that. And you're just like, overwhelm, mm-hmm. overwhelm. You know, maybe that's your time when you're just like, I'm fine. Everybody leave me alone. Right. I know I've uttered that phrase. Oh yeah. Or you might be working at home. You, you, you have your office at home mm-hmm. and you know, it's right in that moment, you know, you're trying to get things done and all of a sudden kids come running through your, through your office. How are you doing? Great. Dad, I'm fine. Get out of here. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Believe me, uttered those words from from my mouth, you know, because you're you're just you're in that place where you're being as productive as you possibly can be, and then there's that interruption that causes you to just go, I'm fine, move on, you know, I'll be out there in an hour, half an hour, whatever it's going to be, till you get your task done. For some of you, it might be when the two of you talk at work, you know, like you get that phone call in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. right? Or you know, or you know, that quick phone call, hey, just checking in, seeing how you're doing. You're like, I'm fine. Um, and you're really short with your spouse. And it's not that you don't want to connect with them. It's that, you know, you're headed into a meeting. You just came out of a meeting. You've got a report due at three and it's 2.55. You know, you've got all of these kinds of things going on. And in the moment, you're just like, I just need to, I, I just need to focus. I need to do what I got to do. And, and, you know, again, you're an interruption. And the fact is, this is your spouse. They're not an interruption. But it's learning how to communicate that. And it's understanding, look, if you call me at work, I, I may have to tell you, look, I've only got two minutes or this isn't a good time. Let me call you back after my meeting. Not because I don't want to connect with you, but because I do want to connect with you and I don't want to be a pain in your butt right now. And it all goes back to tone and timing. Mm-hmm. You know, so the impact that that tone and the timing of when you're talking to each other is vital. So again, I, I'm, I'm placing that link there because th- these two just go hand in hand. I think most of the time when we have communication issues and, and emotional intimacy issues, it's because we're not realizing when we're saying certain things and the tone we're using. And I've just got one more, yeah. you know, in terms of the time, you know, be aware of when you're most likely. Some of you are not morning people. Yeah. And some of you who are not morning people are married to people who are morning people. And so you're having a little difficulty getting your day started and, you know, Chipper Charlie that you're married to is like, hey, and you're like, I'm fine. Why can't it be Chipper Cheryl? Well, it could be. Okay. Chipper Charlie just like rolled off my tongue. tongue. (laughs) Chipper Chip. I I don't know. Um, The totally threw me there for a second. But, you know, in that place, if you're married to someone who's not a morning person and you are, then being aware that giving them their space will actually 
keep you from getting, you know, the Heisman, the concrete wall dropping down, right? right? They're not ready to have the engagement with you first thing in the morning. And it's when you become aware of that, you can actually share with your spouse, look, this is a really tough time of day for me, right? And in that sharing, then that's where the growth comes, you guys. Mm-hmm. If yep. you just keep coming home at the end of a 14-hour day and you're just a grumpy bear, you're not growing your marriage. If you come home and tell your spouse, look, it's going to be a 14-hour day. I'm probably going to need like 20 minutes at the end of the day just to, like if I could just come in and take a shower first and just kind of like unwind, then I'll be in a much better place, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That communication on the front end or you're driving home and you're just like, I just had you know crazy meeting with my boss, Um I'm going to need a few minutes. Like I may actually park the car and go for like a walk around the street for just, right? But the communication on the front end, instead of waiting until after you've had the emotional reaction and said, I'm fine, will go a long way to creating the extraordinary in your marriage. Yeah, totally agree with that. You also have to become aware of what you're feeling. What are you feeling inside? Remember we talked about freaked out, insecure, nervous, and emotional. Being able to put words to what you're feeling as you're tempted to say, I'm fine right? Are you really feeling freaked out about something? Like I, I've got 25 projects that I'm thinking through in my head. I had a client I was talking to the other day and you know, there's this disconnect in their marriage. Why? Because she has so much stuff going on in her head that the intimacy is not there. And a default is I'm fine. She's not fine. She's just overwhelmed with all the thoughts. And so it's just easier to be like, I'm good. Like leave me alone. And then there becomes that disconnect with the financial intimacy, your sexual intimacy, your spiritual intimacy. So uh, there's a number of components when you start looking at that wheel, you know, the, the six forms of intimacy that get impacted mm-hmm. when we really look at this, the, these two words. Yeah. I, I mean, really, take taking an account of just what these two words mean and how they can impact our entire lives and our marriage is pretty amazing to see. Right. So it, it starts opening up doors on why we're not connecting maybe in that physical sexual way that we would, would like to be. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, I don't know what you're feeling in that place. For some of you, it might be, you know, fear. It might be that you're lonely. It might be you're tired, you're disconnected, you feel rejected, you feel resentful, or you're dealing with some kind of disappointment. To say I'm fine doesn't fix any of those negative emotions or I don't even want to use the word negative emotions, just the weighty emotions that you're feeling. Right. They're, they're not right. positive or ne- they're just, they're a weight on you. There's just, there's just a heaviness that you, you, you feel upon yourself. So you've got to get in touch with what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. You've got to get in touch you know, and become aware of when you're going to use, when you use this phrase and taking those two pieces of knowledge, then the two of you need to set up a time to actually have a conversation in a neutral place about what's going on, right? And to devise a strategy for the two of you, instead of saying, I'm fine, say, you know what? I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. I'm feeling really scared. I'm processing some stuff. This is not a good time for me to talk. I do want to connect with you. And that, I'm telling you, if you can get to that point, you want to talk about massive shift in yourself and in your marriage by doing that and being able to do that. It's unbelievable. And believe me, Elisa and I still have to work on this ourselves, but it's in doing that, that we open up mm-hmm. the, the transparency, you know, we're, we're letting off, we're, we're letting go of all those walls. So that that's, that's key right there. 
being able to express yourself, being able to express yourself because so many of you have gotten into the habit using I'm fine where you just keep all of those emotions inside Mm -hmm. and it's not Mm -hmm. helping you and it's not helping your spouse to have an extraordinary marriage. And in the month of December (laughs) or really any month of the year, because there's always stuff going on, overwhelm is a, is a fact of life. We lead full lives. We all lead full lives and taking these steps to minimize the impact of I'm fine in your marriage, taking these steps to say, you know what, we're going to do our communication differently. I mean, for those of you that are listening to the show for the first time, 2017 is right around the corner. Hello, it's coming. Just like, you know, the new year comes every year. So why not take the action now to get your communication in a better place? There's nothing that you're waiting for, right? Take the action to put new strategies into place. Take the actions this week to minimize I'm fine and its impact on your marriage. And then watch what happens during this holiday season and leading into 2017 when you've taken the action, when you've become intentional about the impact of these two words in your marriage and choosing to do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. This week, you guys, it's prime time. You know, it's prime time. I believe that we don't wait until the new year to start doing something new. We don't. There's too much ahead. There's too much to do. You know what? We don't sit back this month and go, ah, it's 2017's coming. I'll deal with it then. No, this week is a week that we start and we continue to press forward because there's a lot to do in our marriages. And if it means that we can eradicate the word I'm fine, then let's eradicate it now. Then wait for three more weeks or four more weeks to the new year. Why? If there's a pest in your home, are you going to try to get it out of your house as soon as possible? Or are you going to wait four weeks? I would... I would get the, the, the exterminator here now. Mm-hmm. So let's do it in our marriages. So let's go out there this week. Let's find out when we're using I'm fine, how it's impacting our marriages, and let's figure out those strategies to get around them. You know what I'm saying? And if you're in a place where you're just like, man, we need more help. Elisa brought up, you know, she works with numerous couples from around the world. If that's you and you're interested in, in learning more about that, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. And from there, you can learn what Elisa does and how she works with couples around the world to ha- help them have the extraordinary marriage they desire. We love you guys. We love you guys so much. And we want to hear from you on how you are going to take the words, I'm fine, out of your marriage. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.